ABGC, Episode 12, Anticipation. Scene, Locker Room, Early Morning. The locker room and shower area are filled with the sounds of running water. Tara is standing in front of a large mirror in the area between the lockers and the showers. Below the mirror is an industrial floor dryer with a poorly constructed arrangement of cardboard and duct tape, which funnels the warm air upward. In its draft, Tara's still slightly damp fur waves in the breeze as she brushes the knots out of her tail. Kit is sitting on one of the locker room benches with a rag in one hand and a jar in the other. His fur is dry and fluffed up more than usual. He dips the rag into the jar and sets the jar down. Reaching up, he grabs one of his large metal ears and begins to polish it. The other ear, already so much more silver and shiny than the one he rubs. The large tuft of hair on his head is quite bedraggled, with little long bundles of strands shooting out in all directions. Jouse is in the showers area, standing just out of reach of the water jets. He is pawing at the suds which cover him, and the motion creates more and more thicker lather and bubbles. Every so often, he will snap his jaws at a bubble or snort one away with his nose. His backpack display reads, Dirty Bear. Romer is also in the showers area, sitting on a shower stool. He is soaking wet and has one leg crossed up upon the other. He is scrubbing away at the raised foot paw, taking care to get in between every toe. The soapy lather washes away almost as fast as it foams up and reveals creases in his paw and ankle where the undersized boots have left scars and calluses. His backpack display reads, Paw Freedom. The doors open and Rico enters the locker room area. He is holding a jar and toothbrush in his right hand. Kit turns his head in Rico's direction slightly. Hey, Rico, Kit says. Rico, I can't believe I still have to go to E-Deck to get my anti-corrosion toothpaste. You say that every time we have to shower, Rico. Yeah, but today is different. The whole station knows today is the big day for that demo. Would it kill them to save us a little time on the prep steps since we are the main event? Kit responds, Today is not different, Rico. No one is thinking about us. Ever. Rico looks a bit despondent and then says, Well, you might be right. But they will know us after today. We are going to impress the crap out of everybody. Yeah, Kit says. And they will cheer for us. Once we land, they will crowd around us and beg us to come to Earth. 
they will want to get to know us and like us for being so different because it's like awesome different. Just imagine, we might get to ride in a Pulsar class transport shuttle down to Earth and get treated like famous people. It was probably good that Jason mentioned cleaning ourselves up for the special event this morning. I wouldn't have given it a second thought, but now I get it. I mean, I think Jaws and Rommer would still have to ride in the cargo section because they're so big, but we would fit up front with those giant squishy couch things and... Rico interrupts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, kid. Jeez, you have a wild imagination. That might be a bit much to hope for. But, uh, yeah. That, that would be nice. Rico says, coming perhaps as close as he ever has to cracking a smile. I think we would all enjoy that, Kit. Rico walks over to a locker and opens it. He places the jar and toothbrush on the locker shelf and begins to disrobe from his drab beige jumpsuit and boots. Rico grabs a yellow trash bag from his locker and places it over his head. The bag has been torn, stretched, and patched with duct tape to form a shower cap that covers the openings in his skull. He reaches into his locker once more and pulls out a spring clamp and a magnet. He squeezes the spring clamp so it opens and places it on the left ear section of the bag, holding it in place. He raises the magnet to the right side of his skull. The magnet is quickly attracted to the metal cooling rig inside and sounds off with a solid clank noise. Rico turns and walks toward the showers. Scene. Morik's office. Morik is sitting at his desk speaking into the video phone. There is a steaming cup of coffee on his desk. Morik is dressed in a fancy uniform, looking polished and dapper. The white and gold outfit brightens the room, despite having a bluish hue from the video phone's screen. Morik speaks. Yes, General. All shuttles are on time. The main mess is decorated. The pamphlet displays are all uploaded with the presentation and laid at each seat at every table. And the cook promises there will be a surprise dessert ready in time. He couldn't get the fresh juice or potatoes. We will have to serve the reconstituted stuff we already have on hand. Fine, fine, Delaney says. Hopefully, they will be too drunk to notice once they hit the open bar. Did you confirm the details of the demo with the mechanic? Yes, Morik says. It will be just as the pamphlet programs outline. There will be four different waves of holographic targeting pods. Each wave will increase in quantity by five pods each time for a total of 20 pods in wave four. We have 55 pods in inventory, so there are five to spare. The holographic upgrade was actually pretty easy for the mechanic to do. Now those targeting pods will not only register on sensors as enemy ships, but they will look like it to the spectators as well. A bit of silence from Delaney. He then says, 
And you're sure the pilots are ready? Mork answers, yes, the, the bug fix was installed yesterday. That isn't what I meant. Are they on board? Are they going to cooperate? Oh, uh, absolutely, Mork says. They are looking forward to showing off what they can do. They are cleaning up as we speak so they can appear at their very best at the reception. As long as their flying is top-notch, I don't care how they smell, Delaney says. Mork stutters with a response. I don't think that, uh, you, you know what? Never mind. Are you still planning to arrive on the station early at 1500 hours? Yes. Now I expect to be parked in the high security VIP section of the hangar. I'm flying my Haladin Conjero GTS in limited edition two-tone titanium pearl over organic forest green with metal flake and optional four-way stabilizer gyro jets. I don't want anybody near it. You get me, Mork? Yeah, yeah, Mork says. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I will be sure to reserve a good spot for you. Just, just send me the reg code. I don't know why you don't just take a shuttle like everyone else. Are you kidding? Delaney barks back. Do you have any idea how much fuel a GTS uses up? I'm not going to pass up a chance to enjoy an outer perimeter station duration flight, especially one where I can write off the fuel as a business expense. Mork inquires back. Why did you buy an exotic ship if you can't afford the fuel? That's uh, not what I said, Delaney answers. It's, it's just smart money moves. Besides, we all need our toys. Speaking of toys, Mork responds, I saw you approved the next shipment of entertainment for the pilots. Thanks. It should be here soon. The first one went over really great. Delaney responds, Hey, if they pull off this demo without a hitch, I will buy them enough puzzles to fill a cargo hold. Just make sure they don't screw it up. Understood, Mork says. I'm sure it will be flawless. See you at 1500. Mork hangs up the call. Mork thinks to himself out loud, How the hell did he get his hands on a limited edition GTS? I think I'm actually feeling a little jealous. I'll have to check it out before he leaves. Those things are so awesome. Well, I wonder how the fuzzy misfits are doing. I better go check on them. Mork leaves his office, and the door closes behind him. Scene. Locker room. The locker room door opens, and Mork steps inside. All the pilots are dressed in their beige jumpsuits. Rico and Kit are talking to each other on the left side of the room. Jouse is in the middle of the room, wiping off his back box screen. Romer is sitting on a bench facing the right side, tightly lacing up a boot onto his right foot paw. 
Tara is standing in front of the mirror in the pass-through section to the showers, brushing her tail. Hey, everyone. Good luck with the demo, Morik says. Thanks, Jason, Kit answers back. We are very excited and super clean for the meet-and-greet afterwards. Okay, Morik says. I just wanted to check in. If a problem comes up, or there is something I can do for you, just let me know. Rico, any technical questions about the demo? The flight area restrictions, anything like that? Rico stares at Morik with his typical death stare. Yeah, okay, you got this, Morik says. Of course you've got this. All right. So, the general is arriving early, and the other shuttles are on schedule. After the demo, come straight back here to change out of your flight gear, and I will come get you. We can all go to the main mess hall together for the reception, and I will introduce each of you. There is bound to be some questions, so if you get nervous or aren't sure how to answer, just look over to me. I will be happy to step in and offer a politically neutral response. Okay? All right. Good luck, everyone! Thanks so much for listening to episode 12. Episode 13 will be the season 1 finale. It'll be extra long, extra exciting, and full of lots of new information. See you there. <laughs>